Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up to heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Welcome to the Boiling Point, Walter. Uh, so good to uh, to reconnect after after meeting you in a really cool yet strange environment of an old building filled with art and strange light shows and amazing uh, Afrobeat. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It was definitely a, a great experience, especially, you know, meeting like minds like yourself and other entrepreneurs who are starting up their their business and building their dreams. I think it's, it was definitely an amazing experience. So cool, man. So, Walter, meet my friend Dave, my co-host, uh, Dave Vale, executive coach from Vision Coaching. Uh, Dave, want to say... Uh, Hello, Walter. Uh, looking forward to meeting you. We're just reading a little bit about you before this podcast and um, really looking forward to hearing your story, man. Uh, how you doing, Dave? Uh Looking forward to meeting you as well. Um, definitely uh, appreciate the opportunity here and just getting the word out. I know we are, we're in New York, but uh, just to have a feel of a different market or a different uh, audience is definitely uh, an amazing opportunity. Yeah, and, and the cool thing is, uh, Walter, we, we've got listeners all over the place for this podcast. <clears throat> and I think it's just because what you just said, like, the, the startup community and using business as a force for good and entrepreneurship is such a universal theme. And so many of us believe that we can make real positive social change happen through our businesses, which there was a certain period of time where that w- didn't even sound possible because of the way businesses behave and whatnot. Um, so just a l- little bit of context for Dave and the listeners. Uh, Walter and I met at this really cool event that was called the uh, hospitality suite retreat in um yeah. we, and we were in what what, what part of, what what neighborhood were we in for the for we were the, we were we were actually in the west bronx um right on grand concourse which is uh, old andrew was it andrew friedman andrew friedman home which as far as i know walter correct me if i'm wrong uh, dave this place is a mansion big big uh, gardens yeah. and everything and <laughs> Walter or Andrew Friedman, whoever this fellow is, when he when he died, he left a whole bunch of money to build this huge, huge complex, which was a, a, a sort of a rehab center of sorts for entrepreneurs who and billionaires who went bankrupt and mm-hmm. lost everything. It was a place for really? them to live. And it, 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 what, like what, what, what period of time was it? Pro- I don't know, probably the 20s or something, maybe wow. Prohibition time. I, I yeah. don't know. But it was just the, the weirdest thought. Like, hey, billionaires, you know, they go bankrupt and they hurt sometimes too. I've got no place to live. So come live in this mansion. Absolutely. <laughs> but now it's this really it cool art. just being there. I mean, it was a huge place and was, the art was beautiful as well. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's such a neat spot. We had this great great party, awesome band, and Walter so, so, got to get up and, and, and tell a little bit of the story of Pen and Pistol. Okay. And I was also able to get up and do a little five-minute thing about what we're doing at Hemming's House using storytelling for social change. So, Walter, I'm going to throw it over to you, man. If you can give us a little intro about, about you and what you guys are doing at uh, Pen and Pistol and how you are impacting the lives of so many uh, 
previously incarcerated uh, folks as they as they transition back Absolutely. out. Yeah. Absolutely. So pen and pistol was uh, pretty much an idea of uh, you know starting a business from uh, just from us you know having our backgrounds. We have felony records. We have criminal backgrounds that kind of you know you know we get discarded a lot. We face rejection. You know when it comes to trying to reinvent yourself, you want a job opportunity out there that's probably going to give you low wage and, you know, and right now we're trying to build uh, our brand, Pen and Pistol, which started from my business partner, Ralphie Dominguez, who was formerly incarcerated. So we learned this leather craft business in prison. So, you know, eventually he kind of um, grew a passion for it. So when he came out, you know, how hard it was to get a, a good paying job. So he, you know, he decided to uh, create leather products from his, uh, from his skill and his craft that he learned in prison. So, um, you know, I, I met Ralph in Brooklyn. Um, we was working at a tech startup out there. And, uh, you know, when he came in, you know, I kind of related to his struggle because we both had, uh, you know, criminal backgrounds and, you know, kind of being discarded. I was going all the way out to Brooklyn, accepting a low wage paying job. And, uh, you know, we had to make ends meet. So um, just being in this uh, level of, uh, just trying to get our names out there and try to, you know, rebuild ourselves as entrepreneurs. Um, you know, he was dealing with a nonprofit out in uh, Midtown, New York City called the Five Ventures, which kind of gave him, gave him some sort of mentorship, um, you know, kind of gave him an opportunity to, to help him build a business plan to where he can, you know, not only, you know, create some sort of stability for himself, but, you know, can inspire those around him who are going through similar paths. So Pen and Pistol um, came from a book uh, called The Count of Monte Cristo, which is an old 1800s novel by uh, Alexander Dumas. He also wrote uh, The Three Musketeers. Oh, wow. um, so, in the, so in the book, it says, I always have more dread of a man with a pen, a bottle of ink, a sheet of paper, than a sort of pistol. So that's when Pen and Pistol was born. Um, that quote right there pretty much inspired us to uh, create opportunities from adversity. Um, you know, just give somebody, you know, you know, when we started this brand, we was more like, you know, we didn't know each other, but, you know, I consider him my brother. So it's just like we're just, you know, each one teach one, just lifting your brother up. So right now we're just trying to inspire those uh, who are, you know, you know, recreating themselves as an entrepreneur or whatever path they choose. Um, and, you know, just, you know, being that, you know, we come from small cities. I mean, not small cities, but a small part of a big city. Um, we feel like, you know, we can reach out to the community and those who are going through uh, the pain and struggle of, uh, you know, trying to get back into society. We just want to, you know, give them hope. You know, you know, sometimes you face struggle when you go back to the same behavior. So, yeah, we just want to come from that from that uh, from that environment. You know, for people that wouldn't understand, I mean, like what what is a struggle like? Like tell, maybe maybe share kind of what that experience is like, because I think maybe no one who's who's had any right. uh, experience, Absolutely. you know, like in prison would, would probably have no sense of it. Yeah. I mean, it means that. You're struggling, like uh, you have a low-wage paying job that's probably giving you minimum wage because uh, a lot of times when you're trying to, 
look for a good job, you know, sometimes people are just mental. You know, you're scared to to mark that that yes, you know, on the application when it asks you if you have been convicted of any felony. Sometimes you could be honest and people still deter you from from getting that job opportunity. Um, I mean, those sorts of struggles. And you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you're still struggling like us. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to get, a, you know, this uh, brand off the ground. And you know what? You're going to take risk. You know, you're going to work a part-time job while you're working on your brand full-time. And you're trying to get it to a certain level to where, you know, you can create some sort of stability and create some sort of income so that you can support yourself and your families. And also, I see, I, I see also, Walter, the, uh, I guess the, the crazy positive impacts of this once the stride happens is that role modeling and mentorship that you become to other people to start who are experiencing that same struggle to, to start really making their own destiny, you know, through, through their, their passion, you know? Um, and I, I also wonder about that whole realistic struggle about, sure, you've got a job making minimum wage, but you might have kids, you might have debts, you might have who knows what. And sometimes it's just so much easier just to slip back into the gray or the black market and get the quick quick cash and get yourself out of a, of a bind. So. How how do you navigate that as you're mentoring other people, you know, transitioning and, and and all this, like giving them hope to say, you know what, it is it's it's a hustle to start your own business, but ultimately it it's worth it. But yeah, what's your thoughts? Absolutely, it's, it's definitely a hustle. Um, I mean, we all come from a network, even if we were on the streets, you know, there was a, you know, if we were selling drugs or or, or doing other things to get money, you know, it, it was it's a hustle. So we just apply that in a different way, in a more positive way. You know, like I said, we face struggle. So it's either going to bring you back to your old behavior or is you're going to make something out of your second chance that you get at life. You know, I, I've, I've overcome so many chances of, you know, facing really hard time in prison. And, you know, I made, I made positive changes, but all of those changes had to come within yourself. You got to tell yourself that you can't go back to that old behavior because that's just taking another risk. You rather take a risk that's more positive, that's more of a way to change your life, change your family life, make a positive, uh, you know, change in the community where you can, you know, have more kids like like us, you know, just coming from nothing, you know, want some more than just, you know, becoming uh, another employee. So we inspire entrepreneurship to the greatest maximum because we feel like it just changed our lives. And right now we're taking control of our ourselves, our business. And I think it's, you know, creating a lot of, you know, emotion. When I, when I, when I tell you the story about pen and pistol, it just gives you chills. And that's what people tell me every time I tell them the story. So I think it's just like, you know, just, just for me telling you my story is just inspiring the next person to do the same. Oh yeah, totally, man. And why don't you uh, let let the folks know about the product? Like you're you're working in leather, uh, etc. But just just give us the full pitch so people can can jump in. Absolutely. So our product, uh, you know, we make wallets, card holders, everything made out of leather goods. If you want something customized, we can make it. 
Um, we set up shop every weekend at the Brooklyn Fleet. So that's where we get the exposure to actually interact with the client. But pretty much, you know, we work with uh, discarded material. So we feel like the discarded material is sort of like our lives. You know, we're just, mm. just you know, repurposing it and we're reinventing it. And we're making minimal size accessories that pretty much appeal to the customer who likes the handmade leather goods from New York. Um, and, you know, the, le- the leather, the pieces, the product itself tells you a part of our story. So every time you acquire our product, you're acquiring our lifestyle, you're acquiring a purpose, you're acquiring a product that defines me. Um, you know, I never thought I would stumble upon, you know, working with leather or hand-stitching leather. Um, but Ralphie actually, you know, bought it upon me because, you know, once I got in trouble, I went back to school. Um, so I wanted to kind of, you know, start my own brand. And when he bought the opportunity to me, you know, I kind of grew on me. The leather the leather itself, uh, the leather work kind of inspired me to try to create something that will appeal to to the world. Uh, that's man, that is that does give goosebumps. Eh? Like yeah, it's, totally, man. Let me just it's such a beautiful metaphor for what you're trying to accomplish in your life. So I'm I'm curious about Walter. Like, I mean, you know, the very act of taking you know this discarded um, materials and and producing something um, beautiful out of it. Um, you know, for a customer who's who's you know wanting to get that. I mean, how do, how does that pr- just the process of of, of you know, do that. Like, how does that, I mean, does that, how does that touch you in terms of, you know, reminding you of your purpose and what you're doing? I mean, it's just a reaction um, that I get from people who actually watched me put together a product, who actually come and visit us, you know, when we're out on the market. That's, you know, the reaction that they give me pretty much gives me a feeling of, you know, business isn't great every day. Yeah. You know, especially in retail. Yeah. So uh, just the comments that I get in social media, the reaction that I get from a day-to-day customer, you know, that reaches out to us because they want a pro- our product. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right, it's, it's right in front of them as they see it. And that's kind of neat. To, that's really cool to hear all that supports you. What, so, so, you know, speaking of the customer... And you, you talk about retail, but I mean, you know, as we mentioned, we have an audience that that um, you know kind of would go across really all borders here. Um, if they, if we had someone listening who wanted to learn more about you and your story and pen and pistol and maybe buy products, I mean, how do they how do they do that? Well, they definitely could go on our website penandpistol.com. That's a p e n a n d no ampersand p e p e n a n d p i s t o l dot com. Um, you can reach out to me at Walter at penandpistol.com if you want to inquire about a product or any customizations or any information about, you know, our product or any story. Speaking of story, Walter, what, what sort of stories are coming out, coming out of this? Like, uh, obviously you're impacting a ton of people. Uh, what, what are some of these stories that, that we can continue to share too? Like, uh, I just love what you guys are doing. Like so many other people are loving what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, what, what are some anecdotes of some, some really cool wins that have happened in the last little bit? Well, um, I mean, we've been getting a lot of press, especially in the media. You can look us up. You can Google. You know, we've been in Daily News. We've been in Entrepreneur.com, hmm. Inc.com, FreeEnterprise.com. 
you know, other stories that, you know, if you really want to check out a story, uh, check out um, Combody, this movement that Cos Marte has, you know, put together uh, is also inspirational. He was formerly incarcerated. He got his uh, own um, prison workout that he learned in prison. And he's up in Saks Fifth Ave now. And, you know, check him out. He's got things going on. It's kind of inspirational, kind of what drives me to go hard for my brand as well. There's an interesting, like, so I, I, we've, we feel anyways, there's a number of entrepreneurs that listen to this, right? And you're, you know, Walt, as you're describing, you know, every day can be challenging, right? You have good days and bad days. And that's, that's in every business, right? When you're having a couple bad days or maybe, a, you know, in, in retail is, is, and we've got some, some good buddies that are, are in retail and that is a, that is a tricky, that's a tricky business to figure out. I believe I'm not in it. Right. Um, but what, like what, you know, so someone listening to us is thinking I'm having a tough week. Um, what, what, what keeps you going? What, what keeps you hustling and not feeling like not getting kind of pulled back, you know, and, and, and uh, getting over the, the humps that are just inevitable in business. <laughs> One thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know, nothing that something that doesn't get me pulled back is the consequences. You know, I suffered them. I, you know, I had my back up against the wall. You know, it was my last resort is making a change or going to prison. So something like that would kind of withdraw me from going back to the streets and my old behaviors. But family is also uh, another thing that keeps me inspired and keeps me going forward, you know, because I still live with my parents. And one day I want to, you know, hopefully build a future for them, you know, and, you know, build them a big house because, you know, we work with, uh, you know, wood as well. We work with uh, salvaged wood and we make like formerly like uh, one of a kind home furniture and so stuff like that. But, um, you know, the everyday story, you know, seeing other brands come up. I like I like handmade stuff. So I'm always around uh, leather smiths and other leather companies. You know, we work with, with other leather companies that kind of help us resalvage, uh, you know, material and leather work. So stuff like that kind of keeps me going every day. I think this is awesome. And um, let's rewind to the night that uh, you and I both were had a chance to kind of share a bit of our stories. What were some of the reactions in a – probably I, I think we could safely say that it's – a pretty well-to-do crowd that was in the audience, possibly right. a heavy concentration of New Yorkers, probably. I, I, I have one of the exceptions. But you were speaking to an audience that probably has very little connection to the life experience that you have. Right. I know a lot of people were crazy touched by your by what you guys are doing. So what what did you walk away from uh, from the uh, hospitality suite retreat? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we gained a little fame there. Um, I think we uh, was very inspirational to many because I mean, if you're even if you're an entrepreneur starting your own business, I think it, 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 the story itself is touching. You know, it just uh, gets people, you know, to think. You know, we're just guys who have been through turmoil that other people haven't. So sometimes when you create success. Um, it just drives somebody else to just keep it going. And what I got from the night is just, you know, an amazing experience, you know, you know, meeting people like yourself and, and meeting other people who are, you know, driving, you know, their companies, you know, to where they want to be. Yeah. And um, just out of of curiosity, was, was Julie that connected with you at all? Um, 
Well, Julie collected with uh, Ralphie. Ralphie is my business partner. Ralphie is the guy that, that you, you're probably confused. Uh, Ralphie was the guy that got up in front of everybody. This and, is uh, yeah. This is the second so, time I made that mistake. I, I think you and I uh, on on email. I I kept on thinking it was no, you. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because uh, I met both of you that night. So uh, that's cool because what, what I'm really loving is this network that we're we're building. And like Julie is this awesome woman I met from the B Corp community. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just really it's it, these events where we're able to kind of cross pollinate. So awesome. I, I just I just love it. And we really want to support what you guys are doing. So we want to share widely. So for for people. Uh, Check out the website penandpistol.com. Um, is that right, Walter? That's correct. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. How about some of the social feeds that they can follow you on? Uh, you can check us out at Pen and Pistol on uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pen and Pistol, P E N A N D P I S T O L. That's awesome, man. Well, you guys keep on keep on making this happen. I can't wait to buy my first piece, which is going to be soon. And because you do customize, I think we might even need a boiling point wallet. Yeah, we'll see. Actually, that would be cool. That would be yes, very cool. Yes, absolutely. Let us know. Let us know. Well, you know what? Like, can we? How can we make that happen, Greg? Yeah, we I, do I think we just got to go online and then uh, and then make the order. Okay, is that how it works, Walter? Uh, we'll email yeah, you. We'll I mean, someone. either way, man, you can even reach out to me at Walter at penandpistol dot com, or you can uh, inquire on our website. Absolutely. I love it, man. This is awesome. Well, you have a great one and say thanks to uh, Ralphie as well for everything that he's doing and ins- inspiring. And just keep on keeping on, man. And let's, let's continue to stay in touch. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Greg, man. Hey, listen, hey thank you very yeah, much. And yeah. And one, one more thing, Walter, if you know of anybody else doing some really awesome things in the entrepreneur space in New York, feel free to connect us. Cause we, you know, this is a referral type of, uh, podcast where you know friends are referring friends so if you know other people that need their story told and they've got an engaging story um hook them up with us absolutely fantastic okay walter have a great one my friend thanks walter appreciate uh you too man man. take care okay cheers thanks for having us thanks bye-bye what a story eh yeah yeah there's so much there right like i mean um it's um um yeah, you know, like 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 life is challenging enough. You know, you throw something like that, like you mm-hmm. know, having uh, you know, being incarcerated and and um, or someone f- you know fighting through an illness or whatever. I mean, it's tough enough yeah. trying to, as you know and I know, build a business without having you know any stigma attached to it or you know all that kind of thing. So and, and uh, you know, I I speak a lot with friends about the concept of privilege, which we enjoy a lot of and to see people with different types of privileges or lack of privilege uh, one way or the other you know building something really great it, it puts things into context when we when we actually are able to check our privilege where it belongs oh, yeah. which is in our consciousness and yeah. say wow you know we've been able to build something really cool without the struggle of health issues or or stereotyping or you know, previously in in the U.S., it's a whole different story coming out of the prison system than it is in Canada. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it would be tough, and I I, I, oh, I agree. It's, it's I tough agree. in Canada. But I think too. it would be. I think it's a, but it's a tough. Check this out. Now, this might be this ignorant Canadian saying something that maybe everybody knows already, but in and this is not the case in Canada. But in the U.S., if you get incarcerated, you're not allowed to vote again, ever. Your rights are taken away. Your is, rights are taken away. So that, how that, are you going to impact change in the future? Your rights are forever? 
someone has to correct me on that or, or validate that, yeah. uh, and and they will. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, 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 I just I, I'm, I don't know if, if it, that's it, true. I'm shocked. Oh no, no, you you are out of the voting pool after really? that. So if you really want to make national change or even municipal change or whatever, and you've got that 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 horrible mark against you, even after you've paid your time, <laughs> you know, like these are the forces that work against against you in in that system you know so that's why uh, what walter and uh, ralph are doing you know are just one of many examples of of people just fighting against that machine you know and really kicking ass while they do it it's awesome and their work is wicked once you check it out on the website so we'll have to explore that dave yes let's do it man thank you for making that introduction really really uh, interesting guy yeah and uh, that party we were at i call it a party it was like this really interesting thing uh, that we were so at cool. and it was light shows and like i got to play some drums like there was a dj playing and i was playing drums with them and <laughs> how many people were there maybe 100 Maybe so it was like a pretty intimate event then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, was. That's cool. it was How great. did you, and, and oh, this is through the Julie the Big. big no, Club. this is Social Venture Network. Oh, it's okay. an offshoot of that, um, and it's just yeah, it's just this interesting little crazy culture man. that I found myself floating around, Dave. Yeah, love it. Well, all right, my man. Great meeting Walter. Look, and I'm, I'm looking forward to us because I mean, getting something Boiling Point related. You know, we we got to do it, man. That's I think. So well, cool. and the other thing I actually need is a belt. You know, all my belts, I'm popping through them because I, you know, I'm just getting so big. Um, and that's hardly, the- man, hardly. <laughs> all right, man. So next week we are on. Yeah, we and, we, and we've got someone in, in the stu- in in the studio. <laughs> Guest in studio. Yeah, yeah. And how fun was it to do Facebook Lives? I'm I'm so sorry we couldn't have done um, uh, Walters. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah. we lost our phone. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Uh, but well, we'll, and you know we'll what? I, and I appreciate all the heads up on being Facebook Live. And oh, you, know, you found out that. as you walked into the yeah. booth. Hey, we're gonna film. Yeah, you right. didn't mind it though. No, I like it. Although it's you fun. and I look kind of funny and cute when we're staring at each other in each other's eyes. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know what? Don't I got used to sitting really close to you when we were doing our documentary. Th- and that's we, we right. Were, we, we did were, that. We, we would be coaching, or I'd be coaching you, and we would be like touching knees. You know what I mean? It, and it's uh, it's not it a normal intimate. way to coach. It's very intimate. And <laughs> I can't was. wait. I haven't watched that film forever. We got to do it, man. That'll be fun. But here's the thing: I found this airplane journals that we yeah. talked about earlier. Well, you I, sent me a te- you sent me a text. You found the yeah, and I just got to see it. I, I can't wait to see it. Repackage it. We got to release it sometime. Yeah. On Done. Boiling Point. Yep. Love it. Cool. All right. See you later. See you, buddy. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.